This is Master Skinny Toys, and you're listening to Verbally Challenged. If you ever want to do a political one of these Verbally wow. Challenged, I'm here I, for you. I do want to do Okay, that. I'm just saying, I'm here for I you. I am, as I said, I'm an Omni Geek. I am into everything, <laughs> except the, that football thing, you know? the Mr. Miracle miniseries, which was like jaw-dropping. And then, mm -hmm. um, you ever read anything by Mark Millar? Mm-hmm. I love Kick-Ass, Hit-Girl, all that stuff. Jupiter's Legacy. I just read everything. Like, yeah, I literally dude. just read everything. Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's Circle, yeah, Super good. Crooks. Holy crap. Yeah, Super Crooks, Super Crooks is good. Well, that's up. Um, what was Nemesis? Did you read Nemesis? That's actually the last one I need to read. Read that. That's good. And I actually loved MPH. That was one of my favorite speedster stories. That one I didn't read, actually. I have to read okay. that one. That's actually a fun, but it's, I mean, I like how he does those little tight stories. What else did I just, just binged on? The October Faction. That's independent? Uh, yeah, it's IDW. Oh, okay. And it's, um, it's because they're doing a Netflix series, and it's done by the same guy who did 30 Days of Night. I just need to catch up on Avengers right now, and uh, Hulk is still probably the best thing I've been reading lately. That's what I heard. That uh, Mortal Hulk is really Mortal good. Hulk. I think I got the ver the I downloaded like the first three volumes. So like I have it. Like I just gotta make the time to try to like read it. Well, uh, I just I'm just reading them on the website, and it's pretty good. Yeah. So that so that's dope. You know, I got the CB reader, and there's a couple of Android okay. apps I got that that read them really good. Organizes your collection. Hey, Paul. What up? Yeah. What's up, dude? And on the ta on this on the Chromebooks, it, like it flips. I could flip it around, so it's basically like a tablet. And so okay. reading a comic book on that, like on the nice big fifteen inch screen, like it looks dope. <laughs> it's like okay. reading a like one of those. What do they call the essentials? The big gotcha. fucking hardcovers. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Similar, similar to that. But uh, was it? Uh, yeah, I've, read, I've read all of Invincible. Um, Invincible, I've, I've, I love it. Love the Invincible. Yeah. I think I've I've binged most of the more interesting stuff. You read comics too, Paul? I do. Regular. Ah, yeah, we got to get you on all these can, fucking shows. We can, yeah, we can, we can talk more, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm not, I'm not necessarily caught up on things. Uh, I, I tend to do a lot with trade. So as far as uh, early like things as they, as they just start to come out, I'm only really, I guess the TKO studio stuff is the only stuff that I really buy when they come out. Mm -hmm. uh, but just because they, the way that they drop those is you can buy them immediately as a trade or the whole run in, in floppies, or you can get them all just, just uh, digital all when they come out. So they, they kind of simulate the whole binge, the, the binge reading thing. So every time they come out with a new, with, with a new batch, it's always full run. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I'm all in for that. Nice. That's easy. I like that. I like. I'm. I'm starting to like take that approach too. Like I was only. I still. I still collect Savage Dragon as far as like monthly like single issues, and I was doing that for the Invincible and Walking Dead. But that was it. Like everything else, I I stopped. I still like, haven't you, really read Savage Dragon Hardcore. I love, dude. That's like my favorite. Dude, book. it's like eight thousand issues long. <laughs> it's yeah. still going. Okay. The, the, the unique thing about it is that Eric Larson, writer, mm -hmm. artist, inker, like every issue, like he's just stuck with the book. Like he never left it, and that's his thing. Like he wants to have that run where he mm -hmm. did every issue. Yeah. Every issue. Well, like I said, I've been binging this stuff. I kid you not. It, it took me about 
almost a month. And, I, and then I, I just dropped off. I read every goddamn issue of Spawn until like three months before the three issue three hundred. How come Eric Larson read- doesn't get uh, all the all the credit and all the uh, the the acclaim for having so many issues and and all that kind of stuff? How come how come it's uh, it's all Todd McFarlane? Uh, he's he's done every issue. Right, yeah. yeah, the thing is, just the book. It never hit like Spawn. Like Spawn was popular. It sells. Spawn's not that it's, great a book. It's, it hit pop. It was popular, but it's, it's not, not that great. Book. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. not. I I never thought I never <laughs> thought it was. But you know, back when you know McFarlane, of course, superstar artist, and then you know when Compello was doing the book, like he made his name on the book, and like I loved how how his art style evolved on it. Um, oh yeah. But 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 like he, you know, Todd, just that master of marketing. He he got. Spawn a cartoon. He got a movie. He's got the action figures. Eric Larson got Savage Dragon. You know a cartoon. He did the USA <laughs> one, but it was trash. It's just trash. Complete, you know, like, that, technically, that should be an HBO series. I own that shit like on a bootleg, like DVD over there. <laughs> you know, that um, was right up with the Street Fighter cartoon. Yeah, basically, it was like the USA Action Hour or whatever. But I mean that he was a master at marketing Spawn and like, yeah. uh, and Eric Larson no, never really did that. He was just doing his own thing, you know, writing and drawing the comic books. Yeah. Well, if you want to yeah. do a good, if you want to do a comic one, the '90s would be a good one because I did a, I said I did a whole, I was trying to do the whole '90s thing. I read all of Stormwatch. I I read those back in the day. I read all. I still of, have them. Yeah. I read all of Bloodstrike. I read all of Youngblood, which I really regret that. Um, There really wasn't wasn't much Youngblood, believe it or not. Full fucking page splash out of just characters looking in the fridge and shit. The book ran for for eight years and there's only like seven issues. Um, (laughs) I read all of Pit. I read all of Cyberforce. I did the full image binge. Yeah, I, Dude, I, I, I was hardcore in Image back in the day, yeah. and I still remember like the most amazing thing, and, and the story that I always call, I always fall back to um, when it comes to like the difference between comics then and comics now. Or is it was at Comic Con? I went to, I happened to be in California, and uh, it, we had it, we had like most of the day before our flight. So I was at a family vacation with with my folks and my dad. As it was like, well, what were we gonna do? He knew I like comics, and we just happened to talk to the uh, the, the front desk. They're like, well, there's a comic convention. Right? If you guys want to go there. We got walk-in tickets to San Diego Comic Con, uh, discounted tickets because we we got we we only went for like half the day, and that that day was like that was when Image was launching something fierce. Basically, that's when they were they were in in full effect. Oh Jesus! And, and if you remember, oh I, I met all of them, and I got autographs from all of them, and all I had to do was wait in line. I didn't even have to like pay fifty bucks an autograph oh, and all nice. that kind of stuff. I got pictures with them. I got signatures on all the books that I happened to. I didn't have any with me, but like, I was able to buy some books and get the signatures on things. But the one that I'm that I'm most proud of, if you ever read Wizard magazine back in the day, yeah, like, there was there was the one that was featured uh, that was featuring Image Comics when Image was Image was launching, and it was the full gatefold cover, and everybody oh, drew like one shit. character on there, and that's the one thing my my my, my favorite thing that I own probably. Um, because I got that signed by all of them, but also because of just just the whole story of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that my dad didn't give a shit about comics, 
But he was there, but he's like, yeah, fun. If you want to go to the comic convention, we'll go. And he waited in line with me as I was wow. waiting for autographs. That's, and all that nice. stuff. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's awesome. Cause like, you know, to think that if your dad didn't really care about that, you would think like, I ain't going to do that. Shit. <laughs> but he, but he did it. Cause you know, he wanted to make you happy. That's yeah. yeah that's, it was, it, it was, it was great. And I remember that very, very vividly, all that stuff. And I have gone to convention since then in that, within that pocket. Of, of time and again it was like I, as long as you're willing to wait in line you don't have to pay extra for an autograph exactly. i got like i got like uh this like original art on like on like backer boards from from matt broom was one mm -hmm. and for two people and it was actually two two stormwatch characters uh that, that was done and it was just uh, with, with the, the sharpie paint pen he drew them real quick and made sketches and then and like i, I took them home it was awesome like it was yeah. cool as hell. closest i have to something like that is when i lived in maryland in Maryland, they had what's called the Small Press Expo. So, like, I actually got to meet like, J like it's a whole thing for independent comics. Like, I got to meet James O'Barr there, for example. Okay. So, I got mm -hmm. an original art piece of uh, original artwork from the Crow. But later that year, they did a charity event where they're doing for the Small Press Expo of everyone drawing like panels of a cartoon is going to be auctioned off for charity, and they're doing it That'd be at cool the mall. Yeah. They're doing it at the mall, and. At the time, there was this newspaper comic strip that started in the Washington Post called Liberty Meadows, which it sounds familiar for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, that's, yeah, which was also done by a guy who did a cart did a comic in from University of Maryland called University Squared. I read University Squared. I loved loved it. Then Liberty Meadows was going, and the artist for this was supposed to be there. And I'm like, all right, cool. So you know, when Liberty Meadows came out, I actually clipped out the first one from the comic, like from the <laughs> nice. newspaper. And I go to the I'm going there and. I'm trying to find where the th where the booth is to meet the guys, and this guy walks up to me and says, "Hey, do you know where the the art auction thing is?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not really, but you know what? I'm about to go to the comic shop and find out. You want to go with me?" He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." We're sitting there chatting, and he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be kind of cool." I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "I'm looking forward." Like, there's this one guy I'm looking forward to meet. He's like, "Yeah, um, I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be drawing there." I'm like, "Cool." Well, I'm David. What's your name? He's like, "My name's Frank." Oh, hey, Frank. Well, yeah, David Lowe. He's like, "Frank Cho." Holy shit, really? Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> you see, this was before Frank Cho was Frank Cho. That's yeah. awesome. But I'm like, dude, you're like, you drew this. And I pulled the little newspaper strip <laughs> out. And he's sitting here like, he's like, you fucking dork. And, I'm like laughing. <laughs> and we're sitting there talking about that. And then he actually, gave, he then pulled out from his uh, portfolio uh, one of the sample cards he uses to send to newspapers. And he autographed, he, he autographed my little piece, my little newspaper strip but he autographed in that that panel that's so. really cool that's cool as shit Hell so it was, yeah. like, it was like before he broke i got to meet frank cho and i'm like dude that <laughs> gave him like one of his first fanboy moments that's fucking awesome he must yeah, have felt man, like a million awesome. bucks you know like just if he was like little known at that time just to have somebody recognize him or whatever that's that's always a good fucking feeling you know i could imagine and and you know what that's like the cool thing like i, I remember going to like little comic conventions back in the day like they still do them like it's big apple they call it big apple con um mm -hmm. now which they do right across the street from madison square garden <laughs> so they they still do that but back in the day it was like you know just a comic regular comic con at the penta hotel and um back in the day and that and that's it all you needed to do was buy the ticket to the convention five or ten bucks or whatever the fuck it was back then and um you know so my dad you know same with me paul my dad used to take me and uh he would let me go and you know buy back issues and then of course the artists and writers are there so like i used to collect like an incredible hulk back then like back in the 90s when it was uh you know david keown and peter david and uh so i think i got a signature from peter david i got uh bob mcleod which was the anchor i think at the time he signed a few of my books i, I, and... I stalk peter david 
<laughs> he comes to Raleigh every year for this Galaxy Con. Mm-hmm. And I've been systematically getting him to sign every one of my visionary trade paperbacks. <laughs> That's awesome. If you have never seen Peter David at a convention, you need to go. See, I didn't the even man... know who it was at the time. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Like a modern now. convention. Like if, if you see him now, go to one of his panels. He is the king of petty. He gave me the greatest piece of comic book trivia ever. Ever. And it was kind of cool because I actually got a compliment not only from uh, actually got a compliment from his wife because I actually apparently asked one of the most original questions they had ever heard in the comic in the uh, <laughs> in the convention circuit. It was him and uh, Robert Zemeckis, the guy who wrote uh, Craven's Last Hunt. And so my question was to them is, so you guys are writing these big books and you're working with all these iconic characters. You do, you know, you guys have done some great things with them. What is it like when you get decide to make the decision to kill someone off to pull someone from continuity, you know, to <laughs> sign that execution paper per se. Yeah. <laughs> That's and of course, baby, every, really. Every, everyone was cracking up. And then Peter David had to tell the story because uh, when he started writing the Hulk, his first wife specifically said to him, because he was kind of famous for doing some mean things to characters. You know, he wrote, when Peter David was writing amazing, when Peter David was writing Spider-Man, he had uh, the Sin Eater shoot into a crowd. Like, that's the kind of guy he was. <laughs> um, his wife said, whatever you do, do not uh, fuck with Betty Brant. I'm not sure if you guys remember all she, Peter David's run. She was a Betty Brant fan? Uh, apparently. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> in Peter David's run, he killed off Betty Brant. <laughs> <laughs> And if you ever, if you go, he says, if you ever pull up the issue, if you actually look up, they actually, I actually took the time to write her death certificate. And that time and date is when our divorce got finalized. <laughs> that's, that's, this way. that's how you do it. I guess if you're, if you're in the middle of it, that's how you do it. He's, and I got like, he gave me like, I, I could kill a whole podcast just with this guy. This guy, he gave awesome stories. So, but that's, that's, that's cool as shit. Like, so, but, but like, and also like, that the same Robert Zemeckis that's like the producer of like Back to the Future, like all, all that. Is that the same person or is it just someone with the same name? Oh, maybe not, not, not Robert Zemeckis. Well, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Oh, okay. I was like, what the hell did? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't, no, he, he was at that con, but he wasn't at that panel. Um, oh, God, why am I blanking on his name? But the guy who wrote Craven's last time, he wrote a lot of, he also wrote Justice League Unlimited and um, he, did a, he did a lot of neat stuff. He actually wrote a lot of television scripts. He wrote um, a lot of those stupid UPN TV series. <laughs> they um, all got their place. The Lowry's probably watched the film. So it's oh yeah, uh, it's uh, J M D Mateus. Mateus, that's oh, it. I, I do know that. It's it's, okay. it's it's similar. I can see. I can see where you got caught up. Yeah, Zem kiss Mateus. Is, is, yeah. It was a whole lot of consonants with an e in it. <laughs> so you said that you uh, that you like had been binging a bunch of comics lately. What what else have you been reading? I, I kind of jumped in in the middle. So uh, I read a whole. Uh, I said pretty much almost everything. Mark Millar's written. Um, nice. Oh, that, talk about petty there! Like he don't don't you dare mispronounce his name. Don't call him Miller. That's for sure. I love. Oh, for real? He'll get he gets sight. It's Millar. 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 I mean, it's, it's spelled that way. Yeah. Like I, you, you, you hear it on, on Nerd Rage all the time. They they they, they love to to make fun of that the way that, that guy <laughs> says Millar. <laughs> 
Okay guys, a quick timeout so I can put you on to the Realm of Collectors. The Realm of Collectors is an online community of friends that have become like family with a shared goal of providing a space where you can share your hobbies and chat with others that have similar interests. Subscribe today to the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel and hit that bell for all notifications. The Realm goes live almost every day of the week with several podcasts like Enter the Realm, Breaking the Mold, Figure Banging, and MPSP Theater. Go to YouTube.com today to subscribe. Visit our website, realmofcollectors.com. On the site is a blog section with entries provided by members of the community just like you. A gallery of toy photography from members all over the world that have used the hashtag Realm of Collectors on Instagram. Links to all the podcasts at the Cool Table Podcast Network and our contact information in case you have any inquiries about the realm. Don't forget to join our online community on Facebook. The group name is Realm of Collectors. Answer the three questions and boom, you're in. Follow us on Instagram at Realm of Collectors and follow the hashtag Realm of Collectors for all the latest toy news and updates on all the happenings in the group. So what are you waiting for? Search Realm of Collectors online right now and join the Realm community. See you there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been reading all, I read all, all of his stuff. I've read um, all the Umbrella Academy. Uh, pretty much if I hear something's interesting, I have to binge on it. So Immortal Hulk. Uh, if you want an awesome book, read Deadly Class. That is an I have that awesome. one. That's actually on my list. I don't, I've never read it, but it's on, it's on my list. Holy shit. That's a, it, it's, I'm going nuts waiting for the next issue. So I can give you a bunch of, a bunch of stuff to treat if you haven't read them yet, but like, Hit me. so Black Mirror is great. Jeff, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Um, okay. Black Mirror is really good. Have you read Saga? Do you, do you read any Brian K. Vaughn stuff? I gave up on Why the Last Man. Yes, man. Why the Last Man, and I'm kind of glad I did. Oh, I, I love Why the Last Man. I loved it. I heard uh, that was I, good, a good one. I heard it was good, but the ending is... I mean, it was good, but the ending... But uh, I have read all of Saga, yes. Okay, good. So, so you, you got all, all the good stuff there. That's definitely good. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Brian Michael Bendis, generally speaking, like his earlier stuff. Like his mm -hmm, indie stuff, I, I like all that stuff a lot. I got um, Goldfish. I've got mm -hmm, Goldfish good. Yep, that, I, I like those. And just try, I'm trying to try to go real back, real quick, into what I have in like trades or what I gave to to Pinkerton. If you do, you read anything um, digital or do you just do like like uh, trades or hardcovers? No, I've I've been kind of um, hacking some books lately. <laughs> yeah, so if 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 you're if you're down with digital, I have the full run of Valiant since they once they did the reboot and um, it's stunning work. Oh, share, dude. Share. I have share. been reading I, I, I was reading it for a while to the Harada uh, one of the Harada Wars. I've like got the like last the first I've got since the reboot I have like 6 7 years worth of worth of stuff all all stacked up. Like it's great stuff. I think the last thing I read was when they tried to do like their old man ver like their old man version of Bloodshot. That movie's coming like out like next month. I am interested in that. Oh, I'm I'm all in. Even though even though I'm not crazy about Vin Diesel and a star, oh. role, generally speaking, I think he'll make a great bloodshot. First of all, it's just I like that that movie's got my interest because it's taking all the action movie tropes and just slightly twisting it, mm -hmm. as it, as the comic does in general. Which is why I like it. Is that so actually going to happen though? Because I, mm -hmm. I I feel like I've oh, been hearing done. about that bloodshot movie for like a while. Also, no, the movie's done. done. Oh, yeah, okay. the movie's done. It's coming out in February, I believe. If you haven't seen the trailer, go watch the trailer. It, it's it has a just the trailer itself gives a very you think like okay, all right, it's going to be a generic Venom guy goes in and you're like okay, that was different, and I like that's going to be the exact tra train of thought. I'm not going to tell you anything. Just watch the trailer, and you'll be like, that caught me off guard, in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good. And then what the hell? What the hell is his name? It's gonna kill me. Um, but 
It's a run on Hawkeye. That's probably one of my favorite Marvel. Oh, I like, read all the Hawk. I read all the Hawkeye okay, good. With, yeah. with, with Lucky the Dog. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably one of my favorite runs. Um, certainly of anything kind of mainstream like that. And then I read the follow up that was following Kate Bishop. Yeah, also good. Um, Vision was good. Uh, I didn't like Vision quite as much as Bobby loved Vision, but I, I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, if I read liked, that too, and I did like it. I did like. If it you much. liked Vision, go read Mister Miracle. Ooh, that's good to know. I've never read Mister Miracle. Uh, the last twelve issues. I mean, you had to be like kind of like one of those. If you're familiar with the New God stuff, it's just a good read. That's that's good to know. Uh, I'd recommend the uh, the Dan Slot Superior Spider Man run. I thought that was actually incredibly well done. And, and I've read some of some of the stuff that involves this guy too. Though yeah, I heard, uh, <laughs> I've heard those are, were pretty good. But I got to go to the to the original when 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 Doc Ock first went into the into the body of Peter Parker. That whole Superior Spider Man run is. Awesome, awesome stuff. It really is. Like, what would happen if a supervillain became a superhero and, and mm. how, how things change? So, like, broke up with MJ immediately. And, and like, and it's like, no, what? Well, this is dumb. I'm going to put up spider bots and drones everywhere. That's how I'm going to keep keep track of everything. So, this it's, is it's so great. Mm. If you want something, cut, if you want something like, to turn off your brain for a little bit, I had someone had to beg me to read it. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? And um, I read the Power Rangers comic. That's actually pretty decent. I've read some of those too, and that's what it, I'm saying. It, it'll, it's not again. It's not kitty. It's like they took sort of like the kittiness out of it. They got some back. So yeah, with this Lord, the, the, that's why I had to buy this. Yeah. I had to buy this action figure yeah. for that. So I do recommend that. Yeah, that is, that is pretty decent. That is nice. pretty decent. You know. So gee, when, you just hopped in here. When's think, the last time you've read a comic book? Dude, I, I couldn't even tell you what was the last time I read a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I couldn't even tell you. It has to have been sometime after, like maybe shortly after you started working at the hospital. I guess that you left the the store. Yeah, see, so that's a long time because I, I I used to work in the comic uh shop back in the day, uh, like, like a hobby uh, collector shop, sold comics, sold action figures, yeah, baseball cards, so stuff like that. I was I was always there, and I used to just sit there for hours and just like read through the back issue bins and mooching. Put it back. And, Real late night when we were in the store hanging out, um, bullshit off the wall <laughs> and put it back, you know. Yeah, the high, the higher end books that were like, oh, like we could re- actually read this and then you know, like put yeah, it back. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, but dude, I haven't, I haven't kept up. Like I had my little runs of stuff that I was trying to follow that I couldn't even tell you the name of now. Yeah, I basically kind of dropped off comics for a long time after college. I think I got back into it in college for a bit. And then really dropped off and then just started picking up some trades here and there and then some hardcovers here and there. And then really kind of as I got older, I got my, as we got the house and got our own space and all that kind of stuff, I started like picking up again the, then the classics. So like, oh, All-Star Superman. I got to get, ha- I got to have that one. It's the only Superman story that I actually enjoy. So I'll get that one. And then, and then all the, really, I think it might've been the, the Green Lantern kind of rebirth Skittlecore kind of stuff that, that, uh, that Jeff Johns did. I think that might've actually started to get me interested in comics again and John it's not, is amazing yeah that was good stuff. he is amazing that so was good start stuff. reading you know, all that stuff you know well for sure i have somewhere i know i do have it for a fact i just gotta find it but i do have the um there was a mini series the the man without fear 
the Daredevil yeah. miniseries. Yeah, the, the Daredevil one, right? Uh, what the that hell? Was, that was John Romita Jr. and Frank, and Frank Miller, Miller, right? right? Yeah. yeah. That was great. I remember reading that. That was, that was really the first Daredevil comic books that I've read that, that Kevin Smith hadn't also written because I was just a huge Kevin Smith mark. Uh, but mm-hmm. like I read those. I'm like, this is actually really good. Then I started reading some other ones. They weren't nearly as good. So, so I'm like, eh, I'll stick with what, with, with what I like. But that mm-hmm. was a really good miniseries, or not miniseries, but like arc within, within like the that, comics. Yeah. That just, I have. I just don't know exactly <laughs> that I have. That I know I have. You, That's um, probably one of my favorite stories, like, you know, my favorite books. I am pretty sure you have that somewhere. <laughs> I, I actually just put uh, put a bunch of my old comics in storage because mom, you know, she gave up the apartment and stuff. She, you know what I'm saying? So I had to get, you know, she my comics oh, were stashed there in my old room. I had to, like, <laughs> finally <laughs> get them out. And I actually was going through some stuff. And I was like, there was shit there. I, did, I forgot that I had. So I actually have to go through and get inventory because I got to pick out the gems because I want to just get rid of most of it so I don't have to keep paying for storage. Right. But I, but I, I want to pick out the gems. So I can make See, that's the thing. Like, what are you what are you gonna do though? Because my my when my parents sold their house, my childhood home, I I still have now all all my long boxes, and there there, mm. there are definitely some gems in there. But for the most part, like when when the boom hit in the nineties and shit like that, most of that stuff is worth it's junk. Worth what is it's, paper? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So I'm exactly. like, what am I gonna do with all these? If I pull out the few gems that are in there and my autographs and stuff like that, no one's gonna want to buy the rest of the box. So if they, if I don't leave them in there. No one will buy them. So that's, like, ooh, I don't know true. what to, I don't know what to do with it, other than donate them to a library or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then just I'll keep the, the good ones. Are the, are the are the ones that I'll keep? And actually, I do remember now what first got me reading the first story arc or, or, or comics that I read after I kind of got out of it was the Alias comics, with the Jessica Jones stuff, like mm. right, like the, the 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 Marvel Max stuff. And I'm like, this is really really good. And so like when when Jessica Jones had, had got got her own show and all that, I was really excited. In the first season, I'm like, this is good, great. Maybe everyone's gonna love those. Maybe they'll be worth a lot of money someday, like even more money. And then they didn't because season two apparently sucked. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, I'm still happy because I still love those and what they did to kind of bring me back into the fold. I really dig that. So I probably wouldn't have sold them anyway. So <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right about that. Like, because that is usually your lore. I mean, I worked in a shop and we used to get guys that bring us long boxes to try to sell and you know what it's true we, i it was sort of my responsibility to look through those boxes and be like and my boss would ask me he's like anything good in there like should we buy it? and i'd be like eh, nah you ain't got shit or i'd be like yeah yeah you fucking give this dude give this crackhead 20 dollars because <laughs> you've got a gold mine you know what I'm saying? And, and and sometimes i'd wish like fuck i wish i caught this dude like outside just like yeah, before we made it inside yeah you know so um you know, it's just fucking funny, but it's true. But back in the day, the 90s, it was a boom. There was all these fucking foil covers and uh, yeah, a million number ones and covers. Uh, that's actually one thing that I love. Yeah. Like, so I, I told you that uh, that I that I read Valiant, like the the the, the kind of the reboot Valiant, mm-hmm. and they did one. I think it was maybe a year, maybe a year and a half ago, and it was like the the biggest like variant cover ever, and it literally had every single gimmick from the 90s all in one comic cover that they had. They had it was, it was die cut. It was gatefold, glow in the dark, like metallic ink, like all, all these things because because they were very, very meta. They just like, this is what we're going to do. And well, they even did re- like the hollow foil from an actual original piece of like 90s hollow foil that they got in in in, uh, in, in, a, in a in a factory like that, that printed comic books like back in the day. So it was 
awesome. And that's the one thing well, that I do want. I've never been able like, to track it down. <laughs> you you got to remember, if you know your comic book history, Valiant's Bloodshot Issue 1 is actually the first gimmick comic book cover. That, one is, is it, that wasn't the Chromium one, was it? Yes. Oh, it was the Chromium one. Okay. Mm. That was the first one. That was the very first. And then I remember, like, back in it with all that, Solar Number 10, I think, was the first, like, appearance. Was the first appearance of mm. of one someone big, but it was, like, all just all black, that cover. I remember that. I still got mm. that one, too. Dr. Yeah. Eclipse, I think. I don't remember. I just remember I had that issue. <laughs> I, uh, I remember Send me the, the trivia contest. Send me the <laughs> trivia contest. <laughs> I, I remember the, like, the Ghost Rider, like, glow in the dark yeah, cover. Yeah, was was it. Oh, the flame. 15 or 25? I remember. It, must have, it's, it was a milestone one, but yeah, I remember having that one. Yeah. And then, Those uh, 90s Ghost Rider books did not age well. Yeah, I remember. It was, uh, it was uh, Danny Ketch, and I love Danny yeah, Ketch, but everyone yeah. loves Johnny Blaze. So, like, <laughs> well, I just was at the right age, I think, to, to make Danny Ketch cool. <laughs> see, see, but wasn't that like like also like a sign of those times where it's almost like oh. some sometimes between DC and Marvel, some like where the sidekick sort of took over. Like Wally West was the Flash, Barry Allen gone, Danny there, that's a whole, Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. That's a gone. whole different thing. And DC did that right. That's a that's a whole conversation unto itself. Yeah, that's yeah, of course. Yeah, they put <laughs> Wally West was Flash for over 10 years. They wrote Barry Allen out for 20, over a decade. 20. It was 23 years, I think. Yeah. Well, yes. they, they actually stayed dead before they actually brought him back in the mid 2000s. Hal yeah. Jordan was out for a decade. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and when that, that was one of the last things I read was was uh, Emerald Twilight or whatever, whatever. Like when he went crazy as Parallax, yeah. like, yeah. and that, was, that like, was the last Green Lantern I read. And then all of a sudden, like a decade later, I'm like, wait, they're bringing him back. And then they're explaining what happened, all this stuff. That's cool as shit. And so that's why I really oh, like it. Yeah, the blackest light, like you mentioned, yeah, that's, Jeff something Jones. That's, that's something that Marvel. Blacklist light, that's, that's the Green Lantern series, right? Yeah, like yeah. Light or whatever. Like, that's something that I had heard about that I wanted to read. Oh, it's, I, it's I really good. I got the trade. I wanted to use that, was like, a, like, use that to like jump back in as a jumping yeah. in point. Mm-hmm. And well, so it's like, it's because it's always so hard. Shit changes so much. It's like, you miss out on so much, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one, though. Like that, that really was one thing that helped bring me back in, which was like how, how much they they did with that storyline and how mm-hmm. they t- it's it's like if you if you like Star Wars, it's like Rogue One, where they take like little things that that are like throwaway like lines here and there, and they really don't mm-hmm. mean anything, but they all of a sudden make that little thing have so much value and so much meaning into the, to the broader story. Like it's genius how they did it and took these tiny little things and all of a sudden made this whole universe out of it. The and white the hair, story. just dumb little things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. really like little things like that. And like, oh my gosh, that's awesome how they were able to do all that stuff. And then of course there's other there's other lanterns that makes total sense. Like it's yeah. real cool. Like things that they did <laughs> basically bringing the whole fucking colorful whole spectrum, spectrum yeah. like into it and then um and the, and the way jeff johns explained fucking the how jordan going crazy that it wasn't really him it was just he was infected by parallax so that kind of retconning is fucking mm-hmm. pretty dope when it's done when it's done it well. well oh yeah and, and he he's sort of like a master at that he's just mm-hmm. like a very good storyteller you know yeah. that um he that he did that at that time and and not just for the how jordan character um he also so did the Flash Rebirth, you yeah. know, that which brought Barry Allen back to the DC universe proper, and that and a, a lot of great stories, you know, spun out of that. So 
that's been awesome. Yeah, I've, got a, I've got a lot of Jeff Johns uh, digitals too, if you're interested. Okay, guys, another quick timeout so I can invite you all to the cool table. Please pull up a chair. The cool table is a podcast hub for like-minded content and shows, including favorites like Enter the Realm, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Stasis Lock, Shattercast Uncut, Toy Detox, Building Up to It, Fresh Communication, Beer and Bolts 40K, and this very show, Verbally Challenged. You can find and like the cool table page on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest content subscribe to all these shows on spotify itunes google play or your favorite podcast apps join the cool table today who's the dude that did the flash in those 90s runs the what the wild uh, mark wade he's mark, mark wade. wade yeah mark that's a lot of stuff that i've read right i don't know there. If, that, i don't know if it still is good though it was great at the time i don't know if it translates well <laughs> and again this is because i got people who i knew in the industry if you ever noticed, Mark Wade was really awesome, and then it just kind of dropped. Yeah. When he was, when his book was really, really good, he was dating Gail Simone. Oh, that, that'll do it. <laughs> Which, if do you this, notice, honey, do that, honey. When Gail that. Simone started writing independently, <laughs> that's when his book started going down. <laughs> and if you ever want to, if you want to, so if you like that Flash stuff, go read Secret Six. Gail Simone's Secret Six is probably one of the coolest DC books out there where they freaking made goddamn Catman relevant. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I like how they do that kind of stuff. When, when they make nobody characters like awesome. Like like the, the, the earlier RDW stuff was great at doing that stuff too. Like for the Transformers. That's why I liked it so much. Oh, those things I loved about DC. I used to have a complete run of the original Suicide Squad, which I thought was the most, at the time, the most brilliant book to write. All right. Let's take all these characters that nobody's using that has no development, and I'll just do whatever the hell I want with them. Because <laughs> yep. at the time, Dead no one gave a damn about Deadshot till uh, John Ostrander wrote him into Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. gave him one of the best lines I've ever read in a book. Where they're like, "You drop your guns," and he's like, "Okay, sure, bullets first. <laughs> so um, you know, making Captain Boomerang interesting, and that's where Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is flash. If you like Mark, if you like that flash, Jeff Johns is flash. Anything he wrote involving the rogues was amazing. He made somebody named Captain Cold the <laughs> most greatest badass around. There's actually a, you can there's a single one shot issue, and you read that and you're just like, holy fuck, this guy's been holding back. But he yeah. does it. It makes sense. Like it's not like all of a sudden I'm gonna overpower him this time. It's like no, it, this is how he's been the whole time, and this is why he's been like that the whole time. Yeah, the retconning that you guys were talking about. Like I said, he's a master at that. He had a decent run, you know, on the Wally West run of the Flash, and they eventually ended that. And you know, he did Rebirth, and they relaunched it, you know, with Barry back, like in the main role. He's good at that, bringing, like you said, those C list, D list characters, and sort of making them a little bit more prominent, and recognizing, like sometimes even like the silliness of those characters. A lot mm-hmm. of these guys were created back in the Silver Age when it was just like fucking everything, everything goes. Like it was just balls to the wall. When you look at a lot of those characters in modern terms it's it is a little silly but he did a good job in, in bringing modern sensibilities to like a lot of those characters and recognizing like the inherent silliness from the time that they were created <laughs> so gee, i think that's why i think you you might actually like the the green lantern kind of skittle core stuff that they mm-hmm. did so the sinestro core war and all that kind of stuff really because they, they took characters that were relatively one note and i thought kind of boring by the time you get to that point 
in in their in the the run of their comics but by really expanding on the, the side characters like jose was saying and then and, and and just kind of really building that universe and making it a much more interesting place to have all those characters in there and then really giving kind of very distinct personalities to each of the green lanterns and and how even just the ones from earth like john stewart hal jordan guy gardner they, they even the way that they they manifest their powers are all very very different but very specific to them like i, I know exactly what you're was, talking about i thought that stuff was really cool and then you bring kyle rayner in there as, as a big like like an anime fanboy kind of thing like it got really really cool on how they did that and that's really kind of what made me kind of fall in love with that universe and the stories that you can tell within it and i thought it, it really kind of brought me into all that stuff and i started reading all those green lantern runs like like back to back to back like whenever they came out in in in, in hardcover like i just kept going with those I, that's something i want to read that's something that i've been wanting to read like for a long time like that's i i know that that's that was supposed to be a really good series yeah it, i would definitely recommend it very very good stuff well dude dude i'll hook you up because i i lent a lot of that stuff to alfred i got the hard covers of a lot of the blackest night brightest day stuff like a lot of that mm-hmm. good storylines and even some of the ancillary um side stories that were happening like around it so I'll, I'll lend those to you fucking awesome surprise to know that you guys are down with reading some comic <laughs> books and stuff like that too so we're definitely gonna you know <laughs> do a comic chat now have a, exactly <laughs> now you i'm glad what? to know yeah, that my yeah, wrestling yeah. my wrestling boys are also gonna be my comic book boys <laughs> I, I leave the comic book shit to y'all man i have that's <laughs> what you learn on the good stuff to read all right all right so so, you know, on this impromptu episode of Verbally Challenge, before we head out, just let the people out there listening know where they can find you on social media. True Star Screamer? I'll start with you, brother. Um, easiest place to find me is my Instagram at True Star Screamer, and that is S T R U and then Star Screamer. You'll find all my action fi- figure photography there, occasional food things, and then sometimes my daughter just likes to jump in front of the camera. Yay. <laughs> uh, that's that times like that you could cherish now more than ever in light of current oh, hell yeah. Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. Oh, jeez. Paul C. Uh, you can find me, Paul Chu, in the Facebook groups lurking in there. Uh, you can find my Instagram at paulchu1, or you can search for uh, at Glorious Stefan. Uh, that'll pull me up too. Um, also, I'm on the Building Up to It podcast. If you are all at all interested in Lego, come check it out. It's on the Bricks on the Dollar YouTube channel, also on all your audio platforms whenever Ace puts it out. Excellent. And G, let him know, brother. I got no social media. Find him here. Yeah, find me here. I got no social media presence. You are in love with G. (laughs) Just make sure you listen to this show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is this show is the G spot, and you have found exactly. it. <laughs> Leave a comment. More G, more G. Exclusive, exclusive G spot. The G spot. I yeah, there you go. It. Exclusively here on Verbally Challenge. <laughs> Fine, but once you do. <laughs> and I'm Harry Can BX, guys. You can follow me on social media, all over social media, Harry Can BX. And if you're listening to this show, you found verbally challenge you can just search that in google and you'll find the show as well subscribe follow share we love it we appreciate it if you do that we'll see you with the next episode all right take care stay safe peace out guys